Tonight's lesson, Lent Matters, Part 6. How faithful God has been across the 40-day journey of Lent to allow us on Wednesday evening to look at a Lent matter. Why? Because Lent matters. And so... I want to pick up where I left off on last uh, week. It was uh, too much to uh, digest in one setting. And that is some truths about forgiveness. Some truths about forgiveness. Matthew 6, verse 14 and 15 uh, say it so succinctly, I don't think we need to go anywhere else. It says this, For if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Uh, this will be the last of six lessons in this uh, Lent series, Lent Matters. Alternately, across the last five weeks, we've examined a matter that can be categorized as a sacrifice, a thing or that which honors the Lord and contributes to one growth and self-denial, a matter that we do well to detach, disavow, or distance ourselves from. It's uh, not helping us to get closer to King Jesus if it's a matter of denial. So it's best to detach it. Uh, shed it, lay it aside, because it's not helping you, it's hurting you. Sacrifices honor God, they help you. So we've been looking alternately. I didn't cover as much territory as I wanted because I spent two weeks talking about suffering. And even tonight, this is the second lesson on forgiveness. It's my prayer that what I have shared in these five previous lessons uh, in lifting some truths about gossip, suffering, slothfulness, and forgiveness have blessed your life and will help your Christian faith to increase. Uh, please take advantage of the Freedom Hillside podcast and return to the lessons. There may be something that will resonate with you a second time around that you missed on the first time. Uh, the marvel of audio recording capability and technology is really uh, the essence of what Jesus says when he says, again, I say unto you. Now on to this matter of forgiveness. 
it would not be necessary if we lived in a perfect world with no sin, no errors, no no mistakes. But guess what, y'all? We're we're not there. We're not in a perfect world. This world is the fallen creation that's waiting for redemption by the Lord Jesus, at whose second coming he will establish the perfect place like it was on the other side of Eden before Adam and Eve's transgressions. So there's a sense in which God is bringing this whole earth full circle. We'll get back to perfection. We'll get back to peace. We'll get back to the time in the word of the song when the beasts from the wild will be led by a child. But until then, uh, we have to deal with these matters, offenses, offenders, and the offended. Offense, wrong injury, damage. Offender, the person who commits the wrong, who inflicts the damage of the hurt. And the offended, the person to whom the wrong, the injury, the hurt is done. As long as we're in the world, that 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 trio is going to be functional. Offended, offense, and offender. Um, and that's the sphere in which forgiveness operates. And it'll be like this until Jesus cracks the sky and raptures his children. It's almost a waste of time and totally ridiculous to run from hither to thither looking for a place where there will be no offense and no offenders and where you won't get offended. It just ain't happening down here, y'all. It's going to be like this until Jesus cracks the sky and raptures his children. So remember last week's definition Forgiveness is the release, the casting away of the issue. Remember Leviticus 19, I believe it was, the scapegoat was released into the wilderness. It ran over the cliff and it died. On its back uh, were laid the sins of the nation, never to rise again, never to have life again, all of that was symbolic in the Old Testament. Of course, we know now that Jesus took upon himself our sins. And Psalms 103, I referred to it last week, said, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath the Lord removed our transgressions. As long as you head east, you'll never bump into the west. And that's how far God takes away our uh, sins. So when you forgive, you don't necessarily forget the offense. You just don't give it new spunk. You don't reenact it. Because I was asked rather quickly on last week, let me further highlight this about forgiveness. Your forgiveness of a person 
of the offense they committed against you does not relieve them of the consequences of their act. They still may have to endure the consequences of what they did. They may have to uh, uh, endure it on this side, and they definitely are going to have to face the Lord who has a record of everything everybody does. However, because you forgive them, you free yourself of the weight of the offense. It may take time for you to get past it, but if you allow the Lord to help you, you'll you'll get past the weightiness of the injury. Uh, uh, some hurts, some offenses hit harder and dig deeper. Those are the ones that you give reason to go on your knees. You 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 stay on your knees. Uh, uh, because only prayer will help lift that load off of you. What you do not want to do is this. You don't want to attempt to keep on living, carrying that weight all on your own, because it will weigh you down and it will weaken your spirit. You need to call on the Holy Ghost to get past some deep hurt. Hallelujah. Please do not pretend like uh, you were not hurt, but do not bask in it. Basking in hurt due to unforgiveness will make you bitter. It'll rob you of strength. It'll rob you of joy. Hallelujah. Children of God, are you listening to the teacher tonight. It is God's will for us to live past the worst of offenses. Hallelujah. What about the offender? The one who did the dirt? In some cases, there can be restoration of fellowship and brotherhood and sisterhood. We're told by Jesus that ought to be our first aim uh, to to restore our brother. It is desired, but not necessarily achievable. Sometimes separation becomes the inevitable outcome. Read Genesis chapter 31. Laban and Jacob, they resolved their differences, but they went their separate ways. Uh, matter of fact, they erected a monument, a stone called Mispah. And at Mispah, they said to each other, may the Lord watch between uh, thee and me while we're absent one from another. You know what they were saying? Uh, they settled their differences, but they were saying, you go your way and I'll go mine. 
you do you and I'll do me. But we cannot do each other anymore. So sometimes separation is the only uh, resolution. Romans twelve eighteen. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Sometimes the other party does not want to live at peace with you. The other party makes peaceable coexistence impossible. If I find you hungry, I'll feed you because I am saved. But I won't be inviting you to any future friends gathering because you've made it impossible for me to trust you. Do you hear what I'm saying? I may have just shortened somebody's next uh, event guest list. But who am I helping tonight? Forgiveness blesses. Bitterness curses. Bitterness is an excessive desire for vengeance that comes from deep resentment. Bitterness will make you lose your temper, raise your blood pressure. Have you irritable, um, insomnia, can't sleep, obsession with uh, revenge, getting even, bitterness will lead to depression, isolation, a constant negative perspective, and bitterness will uh, give you generally an unwell feeling. You keep running to the doctor, they can't find anything medically wrong because there is nothing medically wrong. It's psychosomatic. It's bitterness in your head. It's bitterness in your spirit. Sometimes when people hurt us, we take it out on God. Why does God allow evil and suffering? Why didn't God stop it? Listen, child of God, this is a good time to plug in Romans 8 and 28, where it says, and we know that all things work together for the good, keep reading, of them or those who love the Lord and who are the call according to his purpose. Another translation says, God is in all things, bringing them out for the good of those who love him. God can turn evil into blessings. He's not the guilty party. God, God is the helper. Hallelujah. He has a master plan and a greater plan for our lives. Um, when he allows evil to touch our lives. Remember, I made reference to Joseph in the Old Testament. Those boys who did all that dirt had to come back 21 years later and stand before the one they had uh, done in. So God has a master plan and 
and you don't want to uh, throw in the towel or give up on God before he brings it out all right for your good. Hallelujah. So we forgive because we're required. We forgive because we're saved. We forgive because according to Peter, we, we share his divine nature. Forgiveness is, is the mark God puts on his kids. And oh, how generously the Lord has forgiven us. That's why Jesus, in this model prayer, he reminds his disciples, you don't want to go around talking about, Lord, forgive me. And you're not forgiving those who offend you when we don't forgive others. We're setting ourselves above Jesus' law and example of love. I can't end this lesson on forgiveness without referencing 36 hours out. It will be Good Friday. And, and you'll hear the Lord ask the Father, Father, forgive them because they know not what they do. They don't know what they're doing. Some of them knew what they were doing. They just did not know the future consequences of opposing God. Sin is always sin in the sight of God, whether we're conscious of it or not. Careful with the excuses we make for not knowing. The Raise the Praise 14 production was entitled, They Didn't Know. Ignorance is not innocence. Glory to God. Did you hear that? Ignorance is not innocence. Ignorance needs atonement just as truly as do conscious sins. God is holy, and he will not lower his standards of righteousness to the level of our ignorance. Hallelujah. I think I'm going to stop right there on um, this matter of forgiveness. Uh, I pray, God, that I've given you enough meat to chew on. And please, please chew. I'm told that to chew slowly is advisable for acid reflux. So let's do the same with the truths about the word of God. Let's let's chew it slowly. Thank God that the church has provided technology for us to go back and repeat these lessons and and chew slowly. Don't choke. Chew. Don't choke. Chew. Don't choke. Choke. This matter of forgiveness. It's quality. It's prime. It's essential. And it'll bless our spirits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's another truth about forgiveness because Lent matters. This is the word of faith which I teach tonight.